Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, training camp time for your Edmonton Oilers, and we have some news today, a lot of it, even though we didn't see any players on the ice. It was just the medicals and the physicals. We will hit on all that tonight as we move along to Inside Sports. Cam Moon is going to hop on as well. We have comments ahead from Ken Holland, Zach Hyman, and Warren Fogle, the last two on those lists, on that list, two of the new guys who uh, the Oilers are hoping will help up front. Blue Jays uh, lost today 7-1, to the Rays, the Red Sox leading the Mets 6-1 already, only in the second inning. Rangers up 1-0 on the Yankees. That's in the bottom of the third. Pouring rain in Ottawa for tonight's CFL game. Remember, that's where your Edmonton Elks are going to be on Tuesday. It is uh, the end of the first quarter now. Hamilton leading it 4 nothing. And as I mentioned, heavy, heavy rain falling in that one. Okay, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Reed Wilkins with you inside sports on Oilers and Elks Radio 630 Chad. Hey, we have an Oilers game on Sunday at Calgary for a preseason contest, 530 for the face, and the play-by-play will start at 7, and then the Oilers with a uh, home game at Rogers Place on uh, the 28th. That's on uh, Tuesday, less than a week away. So we are rolling into the hockey season. What we're going to do on Tuesday is we'll have the Oilers on 630 Ched. The Elks will be on Kiss and Country 103.9. So we'll still be bringing you live play-by-play of uh, both games, even though there's going to be some overlap there. All right. So we talked a little bit about it on the show last night. Ken Campbell, formerly of the Hockey News, now with Hockey Unlimited, posted on his uh, Twitter account that basically uh, Duncan Keith was not going to participate in the start of Oilers training camp. And uh, general manager Ken Holland came out and confirmed that this morning. Uh, why is away in quarantine? Um, he'll be here next Friday. I think um, as we've gone through the world, obviously making the decision um, for some people is easy and for some people is difficult. So um, I'm happy that uh, he's going to be part of our team this year, fully vaccinated. All right, so fully vaccinated. So basically what we can infer happened here, Keith is in quarantine not because he received a dose of the vaccine. He's in quarantine because he traveled. So if he got a, the do- if he got a dose of the vaccine and, uh, and he traveled to the United States to get it and is going to be fully considered fully vaccinated when he comes out of quarantine, that's a one-shot vaccine. That's Johnson & Johnson, which he got in the United States. So he decided to do that, obviously, you know, I guess uh, over the weekend or on Friday or Saturday, back in Edmonton, quarantining. He uh, will not be available to hit the ice until Friday. So that's uh, that's the story with uh, with Duncan Keith. As Ken Holland mentioned, wasn't an easy decision for Keith. So uh, he didn't make it until obviously uh, right before training camp. So he's going to miss part of training camp as a result. But that has what has uh, happened there to provide clarity from the story that started breaking last night. Now you, you love to have guys in training have everybody ready to go and getting used to each other and being on the ice together. Ken Holland was asked, do you have any concerns about Keith missing the start of camp? I have no concerns. I expressed that to him. 
Um, I totally support him. Um, what I like, what I, what I wish that he made a decision uh, two months ago, and we weren't going through this. No, but I respect it was a very, very difficult decision. He was here last week. He, he obviously couldn't be part of it. He was on a different room, so I, I, he skated a different time on a different rink. So he and I talked. You know, I've, I've known Duncan, you know, was obviously with them in the Olympic team. Uh, he went to Michigan State. My daughters went to Michigan State at the same time. Bill Scott went, was, was the, um, he was one of my assistant general managers, was the, um, you know, student manager, I think. So I've, I've got a relationship, somewhat of a relationship with Duncan. Um, we spent lots of days in that room, one-on-one -on -one talking. Um, and I know it was a very, very difficult decision for him to make, but ultimately he made the decision to get vaccinated. Um, you know, he's, I think he's one of those players that I don't know that he skates a whole lot in the summertime. I think he does. I know he's in the gym every day. He watches what he, you know, he watches what he eats. But, uh, you know, I had, I had veteran players in Detroit that didn't, didn't like to skate. Uh, Dominic Hasek didn't, didn't skate much until, until training camp started. So some guys like to skate all summer. Some guys just like to skate at the start of training camp. So ideally, would we like to have him out there? Yeah, I wish it was a perfect world. It's not a perfect world. Um, there are no perfect people. There are no perfect decisions. Um, I'm happy that he made the decision. I support the decision and look forward to seeing him here next, I think, Friday to be part of the group. All right, so there we go uh, with Duncan Keith. So uh, he's in quarantine until Friday after getting back from the United States. Now, Ken Holland spoke twice today. He he's did a, an extended availability in the Oilers Hall of Fame room this morning, and he was also on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. During his availability this morning, he said the Oilers have one unvaccinated player. And uh, he, he said, you know, it doesn't sound like this individual, and we'll, we'll get to this, is, is going to be vaccinated by the start of the season, may never become vaccinated, which, as we'll talk about, will severely limit how this player could travel and participate in the season. When, uh, when Holland was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. He specifically referenced uh, Josh Archibald as being that player who is uh, unvaccinated. So here's the portion of that interview, uh, Bob Stoffer basically asking a question about the one unvaccinated player on the Oilers. Is it still a possibility that player could be vaccinated by the time the Oilers have their two road games in the third week of October? Well, I mean, Bob, it's hard for me to handicap what somebody's thinking, but certainly um, what I've done here, you know, we've talked about Duncan Keith, you know, Dunk, Duncan, you know, I'll lead this into Josh Archibald, you know, you know, I, I had a number of conversations uh, a week, 10, over a week ago with, 10 days ago with Duncan when he was here and over a few days and, and uh, you know, ultimately I think after he gathered all the information, I think, it's like I said today at the press conference, Bob, I think I, I believe there were seventy to ninety players in July that were that were not vaccinated. Right. And you know, Bill Daly said yesterday on the Board of Governors call that it's single digits. So you know, seventy to ninety has turned out to be five to nine. And as you've gotten closer to camp and closer to camp, and you know, as, as time has gone on, uh, the vast majority of the unvaccinated players in the summertime made a decision for whatever reason they've. 
got their own reasons to to get to get vaccinated. And certainly, I think there's a small number of players around the league that are unvaccinated. Um, as we speak right now, we have one of them, and you know, I I spent some time with him uh, last uh, earlier this week, just kind of walking him through the calendar and and all the um, you know the things that are going to affect uh, the way he can do his business, so that the player is educated um, uh, as part of his information to make his own decision. All right. So, you know, again, he referred to uh, Archibald at, at the start of that, uh, at, at the start of that clip. And uh, we certainly kind of believed it was probably Josh Archibald before that was confirmed. Um, so that's the situation there. Uh, I, I believe I heard today that he he may be the only unvaxxed player uh, likely to be on a Canadian. Well, I guess there's no guarantee he's going to be on the Oilers roster. I, you know, I think the the goaltender for the Flames, the prospect Tyler Parsons, not vaccinated, but probably not going to be uh, around the Flames. We'll talk to Pat Steinberg a little bit later on to get that story. So that's what's up with Josh Archibald. Now, here's the thing. You can be an unvaccinated NHL player, but you have to live by a lot of restrictions on the road in terms of where you can go, leaving the hotel, things like that. You have to get t- tested more often. And if you do have a positive COVID test, then you are basically suspended without pay until you can play again. So, you know, they're, they're making it very difficult for unvaxxed players to fully participate in a National Hockey League season. And especially in Canada, the Oilers are going to play, uh, Bob had the stat earlier, they got 52 games in Canada, most of those in Edmonton, and they got 30 games in the United States. So is it worth keeping a player around if he's only going to play home games? And then you make the playoffs and you're back and forth and who knows what happens there, depending on what team from what city you're playing in the postseason. Um, so, you know, Ken Holland touched on that as well, on an unvaccinated player you know how hard it would be to travel and miss games and all that kind of stuff you know and then after you're, you're in quarantine for 14 days are you ready to play the 15th day or do we have do you have to miss a game because you know if we're playing good i don't think you're just going to take somebody out to put that person in so it's going to be very obviously it's going to be very difficult well yeah and that's and that's the thing to remember here that now tyler bertuzzi of the uh detroit red wings uh he is not vaccinated he is, you know, one of their better players. Um, so he will not be able to play in Canada. Uh, I mean, you're not going to have any time to, to quarantine and get into games later on on the road trips. Uh, the, sorry, the Red Wings with only nine games in Canada. So Steve Eiserman, the GM of the Wings, said it's, it's his decision. I, I'm not in a position to force anybody. Uh, Eiserman added, I personally am vaccinated. My family is. I'll leave it at that. So Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi you know, going to lose a little money here by not traveling probably in the hundreds of thousands of dollars but he's making that decision he's one of the better players on the wings he's not going to miss a ton of games so that's what's going on there josh archibald in uh in a different scenario um you know he's been an effective player for the oilers but they have players who could possibly take his role if those players play well in camp what decision are the Oilers going to make here it's, it's something to keep in mind as we move through training camp and into the season. I, I, I see some of you have feedback on this, and of course you can chime in if you want to talk on the CertainTeed hotline, CertainTeed professional-grade building materials. I got time for you there, 780-496-0063. Same number to text the program if you have a smart cellular phone. 
just a couple quick ones coming in here. Charles says, I'm disappointed. Duncan Keith will miss the beginning of camp, but at least he got jabbed. Hopefully missing some of camp won't set him back. Uh, Barry says, Duncan Keith was brought in for leadership and to be a good example. Didn't show much of that by waiting so long to get vaccinated. I'm sure he'll have a good season, but this is starting off on the wrong foot in my mind. Comment coming in there from Barry. 780-496-0063. A little more from Ken Holland. uh... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Update Alex Stalock. You'll hear from Hyman and Fogel as well, two of the new guys. It's Inside Sports on Chet. We got comments from Hyman and Fogel coming up. Hyman was asked about playing with Matthews, playing with Tavares, and now getting a chance to play with Connor McDavid. You'll hear that in the next half hour of the show. We got open line, 780-496-0063 as well if you want to chime in on anything you're hearing tonight or uh, other stuff that's bouncing around in your brain. Brian has uh, given me a buzz tonight. Hey, Brian, you're on with Reed. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, Reed. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I've been... I've been listening to your show, and you were talking to, I think it was somebody from the office in the CFL, and I thought that they said that um, unvaccinated CFL players were not going to be allowed to fly even charter back and forth across the country. I thought that was like a federal government thing. Yes, uh, that was Ambrosi. It was a couple weeks ago, but he was, yes, very, very concerned about that. So you're right, NHL players could have, I assume that's where you're going, NHL players could have the same issue. So is it going to be, you know, is Josh Archibald just going to be able to drive back and forth to Calgary every time and that's about it, or, or what's the deal? Well, you know what, that's still possible and probably something we gotta we got to follow up on. Um, that, that's, that's a good question, actually, because I, I haven't seen any news on the flying stuff lately. But, uh, okay. where, like, where are you at with this, Brian? And I, and I know you call the show uh, occasionally as well. Like, are you disappointed? Are you let the players do what they want? If you were the owner of the team, would you say, look, man, you got to get jabbed or you're off my team? Like, where are you at? I, it's kind of a touchy, touchy uh, subject. I mean, as, as a fan, like if I was a season fan, uh, sorry, a season seat holder, I would want, and I'm paying X amount of dollars to watch a team play, I would want that entire team to be there. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have that kind of disposable income. Um, so I think, you know, you're kind of, it's kind of up to you. And if, if uh, you know, if, if you don't, if you can't fly across the country and if you can't fly internationally, well, you need to make a decision. So. Yeah. Yeah, the lifestyle of a pro athlete uh, with travel and teammates and things like that is a little different than, some of what the rest of us deal with on a daily basis. That's kind of how, how I look at it. Hey, Brian, I always appreciate it, man. Inside sports is always free, okay? <laughs> All right, man. Take care.
There we go. Uh, Andy, you're next, but I want to give you more time than the few seconds I have here before the news. 780-496-0063. My goodness. 780-496-0063 if you want to check in. And like I said, uh, Hyman and Fogel comments coming up. Mooner's going to check in in a little while too. Thanks for checking out the show. Talk to you in a few minutes. Pouring rain in Ottawa. Hamilton up 14-0 on the Red Blacks in CFL action tonight. Two more games coming up on Friday. Elks will play on Tuesday at Ottawa. That game will be on Kiss and Country 103.9. We'll have the Oilers' uh, home preseason debut coming up on Tuesday. First, they are in Calgary on Sunday, 5.30 for the faceoff show. And the game will start at 7. 780-496-0063 as we uh, go over the uh, news today about Duncan Keith being in quarantine and uh, Josh Archibald being uh, an unvaccinated member of the Oilers, which could uh, obviously affect his playing time this season. Uh, Farmer Kevin wanted to know if a Vax player contracts COVID, are they suspended without pay as well, or are they allowed to still be part of the team and play games? Uh, well, they wouldn't play any games. Um, if, uh, if a vaccinated player gets COVID, he would be on the injured list. And if an unvaccinated player gets COVID, he would be uh, suspended. So neither one would play until they're cleared from COVID. Uh, Kevin goes on to say, now, if the outcome is the same for both players, why is one being discriminated against? They say get the jab to protect your teammates from COVID, but then you can still get COVID and transfer it to your teammates, even if you are fully vaxxed. Seems like a bit of a double standard, doesn't it? Kevin, I'm not sure what you mean by the outcome being the same for both players. I just explained that the outcome is not the same for both players. Uh, there's different outcomes for uh, vax players or unvax players if you test positive. Um, you know what, guys? Stuff about uh, discrimination, human rights. I'm not having that debate with you guys. Uh, we're talking, I mean, COVID is, is leaking into the world of sports because it's going to affect who or who might not be able to play. Um, you know, I, I, the league is making rules for its employees and then the employees decide what they're going to do. I, I, I mean, Farmer Kevin, I, I don't think it's discrimination. I think there are other areas of the world where that word is much more appropriate to use, but that's just me. I'm sure you see it differently and that's fine. Uh, JC says, I'm glad Duncan Keith wasn't a sheeple and got it right in his own mind. Adam says, uh, Keith Bashers, please just shut up already. <laughs> All right. 780-496-0063. We have Andy on the line as well. Hey, Andy. Hey, Reed. How's it going? Uh, I just wanted to say, right, well. first of all, yeah, hey, Reed, it's Andy. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say, first off, I'm super excited this year for the Oilers. Uh, I was on with Bob at the last uh, game of the year for the Oilers. It uh, wasn't a happy time. I didn't think Ken Holland could pull it off this summer, but I think with the amount of trades and, and acquisitions and contracts that he got done in such a short time was 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 pretty pretty solid. Now, I know there's some people that are going to debate those players, but uh, with uh, Duncan Keith, uh, 
I just think Ken Holland, his experience, um, you know, he's such a, he's such a, like a father figure. I see him that way anyway with this team. And uh, I, I wonder if, if Duncan Keith would have played if, if Ken Holland wasn't our GM. I wonder if Jesse Pugliarvi would have played for the Oilers if Ken Holland wasn't there supporting. I wonder if Yamamoto signed. So really, you know, I just want to just give a, a thumbs up to Ken Holland and not just for being the GM, but just, you know, this is a tough time, the pandemic and all of the headspace and games that are going on. And he's just that perfect guy to just, just lead us through this and get this team on the ice and get this team playing well. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I've said this before. I think maybe Ken Holland's best move as GM of the Oilers was not trading Jesse Pugliarvi. It would have been easy to, to just make that trade and, and jettison him off the, off the roster and, you know, just moved on, even if you didn't get a good return in the deal. But Holland and Tippett, too, worked that out. And I thought Pugliarvi made some good steps last season for sure. It would have been disappointing uh, to for sure. Yeah. And I mean, Ken, yeah, Ken Holland is, all, is almost like King Midas. I mean, he's got the Midas touch, whatever the situation. I wouldn't be surprised if Archibald is announced in a week if he's playing, just because Ken Holland's just going to talk to him and 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 explain yeah. to him. And and like you said, I I just I think it's it's great. So thanks a lot, Reed. Have a great show. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think Ken Holland it takes a while to evaluate the GM's body of work. I don't think everything he's done that worked out. I think he's taken some chances on players, you know, Dominic Cahoon, for for example, that, that didn't pan out. We'll see what happens with Kyle Turris this season. But, you know, I think, you know, some up, some down for Holland over the last couple of years. Uh, this texture says, like you said, Josh Archibald is an employee, like all the arena staff who had to get a shot to stay employed. So should the players. Uh, they are higher paid employers employees but human too or that is a uh, pennies writing in tonight yeah i guess the difference there is you got a players association to deal with right with uh with the actual players so they would have had a, a a say in what the rules that were put on them sir robert is on the line my goodness sir robert how are you doing sir how you doing reed <clears throat> good good what's on your mind uh, I mean, I guess uh, I, I, I guess like I want to I want to touch a little bit on like how like uh, like uh, some of the subjects about how you know like uh, Keith missing the start of camp. I don't think I don't think it'll affect him. And as far and as far as uh, as far as uh, Archibald goes, he's uh, I mean he's been a, he's been a good piece the last few years. I think I think Ken Holland will find a way to work at a. I think Ken Holland will find a way, one way or another, uh, uh, to work it out with him. A little bit like uh, your last caller, Andy said. But uh, you know, I think, and uh, and you know, and I, and I think that this team is uh, this team is a lot stronger than they were last year. And being able to keep a player like uh, uh, like Yamamoto, I think, will help too. Mm-hmm. I kind of was kind of kind of wondering, uh, kind of wondering your thoughts on that. And then I then I have uh, one more point. Well, I mean, I, I never really thought Yamamoto was going anywhere. Uh, and, and, you know, he's, I, I thought it, uh, Dave Tippett call him last night, still a developing player, I think, what he said. I, I don't know if Yamamoto is going to be a second liner or maybe a third liner. We'll see if he can pick up the offensive pace again this year. But, uh, I mean, I don't think you give up on a first-round pick quite, quite yet. Quickly, what's your other point, Robert? 
Um, I guess so as well. I mean, I, I guess uh, uh, I guess my other point, uh, real quick, is on the is uh, like, and we've talked about this quite a bit. Would be the uh, uh, the goaltending. I mean, like uh, when I uh, uh, when I read today that uh, that uh, Staylock likely 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 is is not going to play this year because of his uh, uh, his heart condition. I think I per, I personally think even if he even if he was healthy enough to play, I still think I still think it would have been a long shot for him to beat out Smith or Koskinen, especially Smith. But I mean, but I mean, like I think I think the goaltending is fine. I mean, last year we saw this this team had had the seventh best uh, save percentage in the league. So I mean, I think I think until I think until it goes horribly wrong, touch wood that it doesn't. I think we just. I think we just need to be happy with the uh, uh, with the two guys we got, and then if and then if necessary, I believe if uh, Ken Holland needs to make a move for another goalie, he will. Okay, appreciate it, Robert. Talked to you throughout the season, of course. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have uh, our second Brian of the evening. You're on with Reed. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Reed. Hello, Reed. Hey. How are you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'm doing um, well. What's on your mind? Yeah, pretty excited about the season. Uh, a couple comments I wanted to make, um, and then a question. Uh, one uh, comment is um, that, I re- that I see is uh, the owners, obviously, the last two years have done well in the regular season. When it came to the playoffs, they had problems. Um, I, I, I'm concerned about the team toughness, and maybe not in the regular season. But as we get closer to the playoffs, uh, I think we're going to get pushed around a little bit. The other comment I was going to make is um, I, too, think Holland's made some really good moves. Um, I like I, I think he's the right guy for the job. Uh, and then the question I have is uh, what would you think about, since we're, uh, we're lacking in some experienced gold ten- tender death- depth right now, uh, what about a trade with Anaheim? Possibly a first rounder going that way with the, for Gibson, and, and possibly a prospect. What are your thoughts? I would love to see John Gibson on the Oilers. Here's my counter to that, Brian, and thanks a lot for calling. If I'm Anaheim and I'm trying to get on the upswing again, and you already have the goalie, I, I wouldn't trade that goalie personally. Um, I mean, man, oh man! I mean, and here the here the Oilers are with. <laughs> you know, a really good forward core, and we'll see about the defense. Um, but yet, you know, people are questioning the goaltending. So I think if the Oilers had the goaltender and didn't have anything else, I, I don't think fans would want to give up that goaltender for picks or for a hot prospect. I would think they would want to build, they would want to keep that goaltender and build from there out. So, uh, and, and Rob and I got asked about Gibson a lot last year too, and that's that's pretty much the answer we gave as well. I, I can't see the Ducks wanting to give up Gibson unless they, they get a huge huge return um you know ken hall and i think i mean hey we can ask the what ifs and be the armchair gms ken holland has said he's happy with the goaltending and he praised smith and koskinen stats over the last couple of years you know while uh, recognizing koskinen had had his flaws over the last two years as well but he he threw out his save percentage and said it wasn't too bad when you look around the league now do i share the unease a lot of you have with koskinen playing a lot of games yes i do uh, I think they're going to go into the season with these two goaltenders 
And then I think another big moment for Ken Holland and how we evaluate his tenure as GM of the Oilers will be as we approach the trade deadline and what moves he could possibly make there. Because maybe there's going to be an all-in type scenario at this year's trade deadline if the Oilers are having a good regular season and maybe just need a little bit to get over the top. Will that be a goaltender by the time we get there? Um, I, I guess we'll see. Though I would suggest to you if the Oilers have really poor goaltending, they may not be in a great playoff position by the time the trade deadline goes around. Well, we're really getting ahead of ourselves uh, already, aren't we? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Here's what Ken Holland did have to say today about Alex Stalock. Uh, Alex Stalock, um, he, you know, he had um, COVID before the 56-game season, I think last year in January, and obviously missed part, and then he was cleared. Um, he came, obviously, was with us all year on the taxi squad. At the end of the year, um, we did a physical, then he went home, he wanted to have uh, um, additional tests, and through these additional tests, he he found out that um, he maybe has some kind of a heart condition. He's seen a couple of cardiologists, he's looking to uh, get um, additional opinions. I would say to you right now that based upon where we're at today, um, I don't anticipate that he'll play hockey this year. But if he does get um, further opinions, um, it might change his decision. I talked to his agent yesterday, Ben Hankinson. I've talked to Alex a couple of times in the last week. I know he was ready to call me about two weeks ago. He was all excited about coming to camp and um, pushing for a job. And then uh, over the last two weeks um, has got some um, opinions different than the, the opinions that he had previously. So he's, he's um, looking for additional information before he um, decides to play. Well, that's tough news for Alex Daylock. And I think that's one of those situations you, you worry about the human being more than the player. So hopefully he's going to be healthy. But that is why Ken Holland does not expect him to play in the NHL this season. Got a really good text message here from Oz. He says it's simple. Archibald chooses to be vaccinated and play this full season or not get the jabs and miss a chunk of games or maybe the entire season. People are lining up to trash him for believing in something that we may not agree with. It's petty and ridiculous. He's entitled to his beliefs. They all come with consequences, good or bad. Don't make this a personal attack on the man. Oz, well said. I wish I could have put it that eloquently uh, earlier. And I think, yeah, when when we're talking about Josh Archibald on, on this show, we're talking about the usage or non-usage he may or may not have as an Edmonton Oilers. And when I'm saying this could cost him a lot of games, it could cost him his spot on the team, I'm not making a judgment on his decision about vaccination. I'm making a comment on how it could affect his standing on the Oilers roster and the Oilers roster in general. And that and that is the bottom line. He has made a decision that in the world of the NHL uh, could cost him playing time and could cost him money. You, you can agree or disagree with the rules that the NHL have put forward, um, but you know, th- those are the rules. And if he chooses not to completely operate within those, within what they're, they're saying they would like players to do, you know, it's, it's going to cost him games. And from an Oilers standpoint, that could cost that that's going to change the makeup of the roster and could change how the team performs. So that's the context that uh, we're talking about that tonight for sure. I think most people understand that, but really well said by Oz. 780-496-0063. Quick timeout inside sports on Chad.
right, Darnell Nurse, Oilers' top defenseman, ready to rock and roll for this season. Oilers on the ice tomorrow, a couple of training camp sessions. We will uh, have the latest tomorrow on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer and on this program, Inside Sports. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Always appreciate that you're out there. Hope you enjoy what you hear and a lot more hockey talk as we move into the fall. I believe it officially became fall today. Was it one twenty this afternoon, Twelve twenty this afternoon? I don't know if anybody could sense that. I could sense the change in the air. I'm, I'm finally in tune with the environment. I'm kind of like, uh, you know, what, like, you know how birds fly away when there's an earthquake, Kellen? That's what my senses are like. I'm like a bird in an earthquake. There's Once a t-shirt again, for Kellen you. Kennedy, speechless. <laughs> Kellen's just like, can reaches go away? Thank God I don't have to see him anymore. Okay. <laughs> I was picturing that Michael J. Fox movie from the 80s where he turned into a werewolf. What was it, Teen Werewolf or something? Oh, Teen Wolf. Teen yeah. Wolf, that's well, it. I believe that is based on a true story. <laughs> I'll take your word for it because you were alive back then and I wasn't. So <laughs> I, be- I believe Teen Wolf is based on a true story. I, I, be- I, I yeah, I, I believe that happened um, out near Magnolia, just west of Edmonton. I ah, believe okay. that's where the, the kid lived. Cool. They said it in an American school for the movie mm. to hype it up, but I, but yeah, I believe of course. that was a kid, kid from Magnolia. Got bit by the uh, one of the famous uh, werewolves of Magnolia that roam the plains and hills there. It's an interesting part of the world. There's a lot of plains and a lot of hills. It's gotcha. both flat and hilly. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hence, we had Teen Wolf. Boy, if, can you imagine if somebody just turned on this show for the first time in the middle of that? Teen That'd Wolf. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Zach Hyman, a lot expected from him, of course. He uh, reflected today on uh, the process of becoming a free agent and then choosing the Oilers. Early on in the negotiations with Toronto, uh, I was really focused on Toronto and, and trying to get something done there. And then once we kind of realized that it wasn't going to work out, uh, the, I asked for permission to speak to other teams, and that was kind of um, a little bit of closure for me to say, okay, you know, Toronto's kind of out of the picture. And I, I told my wife and, and my agent we spoke about it, and uh, I didn't want to have Toronto on the back of, of our mind when we went out to look at other teams. And, and right away, uh, once we did that, I knew from a hockey standpoint, Edmonton was the perfect fit for me. And, and from a being able to win a Stanley Cup um, picture, Edmonton was, was a great situation. I, I could envision that team winning, and, and I wanted to go to a, a team that could win. And then for us, it was, it was my wife's never been to Edmonton. So when you make a decision like that, it's not just a hockey decision. It's a life decision. It's where you're going to spend the next seven years of your life and have a young family. So I really wanted to get her comfortable um, with, with the decision. And that's why we took the trip out to Edmonton. And she was able to see the city. And it was her first time out in Edmonton and see where our son would grow up and, and where our future kids would grow up. And I thought it was really important. And once she was comfortable with that, it was a, an easy decision. All right, a little bit there from Zach Hyman. We'll get to more of his clips as we move along tonight. Also, a little bit from Warren Fogle. Remember a few years ago, about halfway through the year, we were having that debate about why doesn't McDavid have more penalties called for infractions against him? Who's leading the league in penalty calls? My goodness. It's, it was Warren Fogle, then of the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, he can take the puck to the net. He can skate if he brings that to the Oilers. It's what they need, and uh, maybe somebody else that can help put the Oilers on the power play. Power play should be excellent once again this season. Mooners coming up. Inside Sports on Chet. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.